Judgment has been reserved in the urgent application brought by public protector Bosisio Mkwebane to be allowed to go back to work immediately. This follows the Western Cape High Court that set aside her suspension by the president in June. Now, Mkwebane wants to be allowed back at work despite an appeal application at the Constitutional Court. The public protector Bosisio Mkwebane also had the support of minority parties, the UDM, the United Democratic Movement, the Pan-Africanist Congress, and the African Transformation movement, the ATM, all of whom want to see her back in office immediately. I'm joined on the line now by the leader of ATM, Vuyo Zungula, who joined us now on the line. And thank you for your time with us this morning, Mr. Zungula. Just a moment ago, we had a, a conversation regarding um, the matter of uh, um, one Malisela Defo and how his conduct, in fact, has seemingly, of course, uh, shamed the, the profession. Here we have a, another individual here who leads a very important office. As ATM, you, of course, have supported her and continue to do so. You also are arguing to have Advocate Busisim Kobane back in office. Do you think, though, in terms of the the importance of, of, of the office of, of the public protector, and given the serious allegations that, that she faces currently, that it actually serves the mandate of that office to have her back in office before all of these, the, these issues are properly ventilated and resolved? Um, firstly, greetings to your friends and everyone listening. What's very clear and what people should always remember that this um, Section 194 process in Parliament that is looking into the fitness of the public protector, it is a politically motivated and politically driven exercise. That motion was brought by a political party which never hid the fact that they do not want her in office even when she was elected as a public protector. So every time, um, ever since she became the public protector, that political party has even called the spy, has tried to discredit her. So this has got nothing to do with the competence of the public protector, but it is a personal vendetta, personal hatred against advocating Kwebani. If you look at the performance of um, and the office of the public protector under the leadership of advocating Kwebani, firstly, She's the very first public protector to get three trade clean audits. Even the presidency and other departments failed to get clean audits. Secondly, she's completed more reports than any other public protector. And thirdly, the issue of her report being overturned by a higher court, it is something that is in line with the manner in which um, our, our, our constitution um, you know, configured to that office like a perfect judicial board. That is why you have high court and um, making pronouncements. And after high court making pronouncements, um, when those um, pronouncements were are taken on review, a Supreme Court of Appeal will overturn them. There's many judges, even with far more um, uh, reports um, or judgments that have been overturned. So that is what people need to understand about this current case. In, in your view, is is the work of the public protector's office not continuing as a result of uh, Advocate Mkwebane not being there? Um, the office of the public protector has a public protector. Currently, that office does not have a public protector. So there, there may be people that are working in different portfolios, but the constitution was very clear and it found it necessary to have a public protector 
and that public protector is currently suspended. Um, and that suspension, in accordance to the Western Cape High Court, was invalid, was unlawful, it was international, and it was vindictive. Therefore, we cannot allow a case whereby the president can suspend people investigating him. Look, Benzil, I don't know how people fail to miss this. In the former administration, the court ruled that former President Zuma cannot appoint um, the National Director of Public Prosecution because he had pending cases. Therefore, he was conflicted, conflicted. And indeed, he could not do so, you know. Um, I don't understand how, in this particular case, the facts are still the same, that um, Advocate Mkwebane was investigating the president over a number of complaints that were received by her office. She did not mm. wake up and decide to investigate the, um, the president. It is complaints that were submitted by political parties and members of the public. Therefore, the president, in accordance to what the court judgment has said, he acted irrationally and he might have breaches of, of office. Therefore, Advocate Mkwebane should be allowed to do her work and not have a case whereby the, the people who occupy um, offices of power can suspend people willy-nilly, can sure. abuse those powers in order to, um, you know, um, invade accountability and scrutiny. Yeah. Just, just finally, uh, Mr. Zungula, uh, perhaps a comment from you as well about uh, the three-member panel that was announced this week to, to look into um, a, a possible impeachment of the, the president. Um, can you please repeat that? Your, your, your comment on the three-member panel unveiled this week to, to of course, look into the, uh, the Palapala saga, but also potential uh, whether there's even any grounds for, for, for possible impeachment of the president. Their job is very easy. It is to just um, confirm what is already out there in the public domain. It is in the public domain that the president abuses power by instructing the head of his protection unit to investigate a criminal matter in his private farm, a matter that was not lawfully reported um, by the police. The second issue is that the president did confess to paperwork. So the panel has got the job, which is to confirm what is in the public domain that there is prima facie evidence. Also listening in to uh, this conversation is Professor of Public Law at the University of Cape Town, Kathy Powell. Thank you very much uh, for your time, Prof. Your thoughts on how this uh, uh, public protector matter has played out, and do you do you think there are any chances that we will see Advocate Mkwebane back in that office anytime soon? To answer your second question, first, no, I don't see any chances that she'll be back in office anytime soon. Um, uh, your previous speaker kept referring to what the Constitution required. The Constitution is crystal clear on what is required if a high court finds that conduct of the president is unconstitutional, which is what happened here when the high court said the suspension was unconstitutional. If you get such an order, it's not in effect, it, it's not operative until it has been confirmed by the Constitutional Court. So until that happens, um, the public protector is not back in office. Furthermore, uh, there's also been an appeal lodged against the 
a finding of the Western Cape High Court. The appeal is being lodged mm. directly with the Constitutional Court, given that the confirmation has to happen by the Constitutional Court. So an appeal would also automatically uh, block the effect of a finding by uh, the High Court. Mm. So no, she's not going back to office anytime soon. In a matter of this nature, uh, Prof, there was quite a bit said about the impact that this is having on on her reputation. She's she's been out of um, out of the job for for a couple of a couple of weeks now. But also, um, all of all of the the allegations against her as well have have been you know there have been many, in fact, of over quite quite a, a lengthy bit of time here. Does that hold water? That the impact that has that that all of this has on on her person. No, it doesn't. And the main reason was stated by the High Court itself, not in this case last Friday, but in the previous case when the court refused to grant the interdict interdict against Parliament and against the President. Um, And that was because uh, the... The application has got to be from the Office of the Public Protector. She, as an individual, doesn't have a right to have her reputation upheld Mm. if the Constitution, again, it's the Constitution that requires that there be an impeachment process if there is a, a serious risk that she herself is damaging the office. So the focus is not on the poor person. The focus is actually got to be on upholding the office. That's the constitutional requirement. Now, what's happened, and your previous speaker um, described this as politically motivated. I think I need to address that because it's it's incorrect. Um, It's extremely misleading. There may well be parties that don't like uh, Busisiwe Mkobane personally and want her out. Mm. But the reason the impeachment proceeding has been held is that an independent panel has provided a report of more than 100 pages confirming in detail why three pages worth of allegations against Busisiwa Mkobane are well substantiated and provide a prima facie case. So what we've had is a, um, an, a, a clear examination of the evidence that determines that it looks as though she is doing serious damage to the office. That is why the Mm. matter could move into the Section 194 committee at all. So no matter what the motivations might have been of the people who laid the the complaints, the complaints have turned out to be plausible. That means they have to be looked at. The fact that it's damaging her reputation, especially the evidence that's being produced before before Parliament, could simply mean that she's been doing a very bad job and then she doesn't deserve a good reputation. So I think we must be careful of conflating whatever motive there might have been behind the complaint Mm. to the actual evidence and process that's being laid. Mm -hmm. Of course, the the, the other... um, uh, I don't know if you can call it defense or what. What, what uh, in fact she has said a lot is is that um, when her term is is officially over, which is, is in, in, should be in 2023, that the um, her successor will then be afraid to to investigate certain individuals or, or go after the head of state, for example, because they, they they will come after them as as they have her. Does that hold water at all in your view? No, you only buy that if you buy that this process happening now is a vendetta to get her from discovering the truth. But the evidence that's being brought out in these proceedings, and that has been accepted in courts already, is that her her 
process is not to uncover the truth. Her process is to shield certain people and to trash other people. That she, while she's doing this process, she ignores relevant evidence. She refuses to hear and speak to the people who have information she needs. She's not, in fact, doing the job that the Public Protector's Office is supposed to do. So any successor who simply does the job need not be afraid. So yeah. I, I think her whole picture is based on the premise that she's a victim of unwarranted political persecution. But when you realize that that is simply not true, the rest of the arguments fall away. Professor of Public Law at the University of Cape Town, Professor Kathy Powell, let me thank you for your time.